Welcome back, guys. Last week, I want to encourage you to check out that broadcast. I'm here with Patrick Rich Sparks, Canvas Church. Yeah. We ended last week where he was talking about Jesus Encounter, mm. and uh, we prayed for that. So we're back this week. And I know something that you and I are, are, are passionate about, mm. but one of the things we see in Scripture is this, is, and it, this is what, what I'm passionate about, is that when you read about the early church, they accuse them of filling the city with the doctrine of Jesus. Mm. Acts 8, verse 8, one of my favorite thousand verses in scripture, it says great joy mm. came to the city because the believers were there. Mm. So the point being that when believers are in a particular place and they don't even have to be a large group, mm -hmm. a city is supposed to be affected. And yeah. we know according to Genesis 1, we have this cultural commission to take dominion Every part of society should be affected mm. because believers are there. And at a smaller level, we know that it starts in the life of a believer, that everything that God does in a believer, he completely delivers us, he completely redeems mm. us, he completely makes us righteous. Yes. We do not have to participate in anything of this world. Yeah. He starts it with us, and then he wants a city to be affected. Mm. And uh, that was my long introduction to say, I know that on in a sense, what we call a, a more micro level, you're working, you, you're passionate about that. Mm. It's in the value system of Canvas Church of building disciples, building yeah. believers. What does that look like to you as a leader yeah. at a local community level yeah. of God doing that in the lives of people? How, how does that, how, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, man, that's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. That's, you can go anywhere where you want. Yeah, right? that's a whole lot. I mean, there is the bigger picture of all that and then there's the practical side of every bit of that. Right. Um, and, you know, one thing that I've I realized in the past was that um, being around the church was that it always centered around the, the pulpit. Mm. Right. And, and everyone looks toward the pulpit on Sunday mornings. And then we go out and we're good Christians. We're not being effective in the city. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there's so many things with what you just said that um, there is the prophetic voice of the region that when we're interceding, speaking, it literally is shifting the atmosphere. Right. But then on the local level, that every single person that's working in marketplaces, they're in their neighborhoods, they should be such a disciple of Jesus Christ that literally them in the natural is shifting supernatural around their areas. Yeah. So there's this loaded thing that begins to go on. One thing that we um, begin to do in the practical is, one, stop treating people like cattle. Mm. What do you mean by that? That's, that's um, a, we talked about in the last session of growth track and just getting people quick through. I see. You, you get their name, their information, you get their email address, you, yeah. you get their spiritual gifting, and then you put them on a serving team, and then the serving team kind of gets to know them. Well, that's not how Jesus functioned. Jesus was able to see people's gifting from the moment he made them. I mean, like, mm. look at Peter. He knew from the from the moment he met him he was going to be one of the greatest evangelists of our time. Mm -hmm. um, he knows that from the very beginning, but he needs to spend time with Jesus, and yeah. Jesus and Peter needs to spend time with Jesus so that he knows how to speak the kingdom when he does begin to be an evangelist. Can we pause right there? Yeah. I always think about this when you said that, and then I'm going to ask you at a practical level. Yeah. Luke 5, the calling was to come to him. Yeah. He, he did tell them they're going to be fishers of men. So he yeah. gives, and I can identify with that because at 18 years old, I got this moment. I know I'm going to preach the gospel, blah, blah, blah. But so I, 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 so when I think back now, he shows me I'm going to preach. The, and maybe because he needed to for me personally so forcefully because I had that was not an interest of mine. That mm. was not 
and desire of mine. So he shows me this, but then talks nothing to me mm-hmm. about my ministry, my gifting yeah. or anything like that. And it was like for years, he never talked to me about that. Yes. So he calls him to himself. Yes. He calls him to intimacy. Maybe tell us what that looks like That's at good. a practical level. Like when you're yeah. like, you're like, oh, I want to be, I want to be, I want to jump into what's yeah. happening here at Canvas Church. I know that yeah. prayer and fellowship is a vital part of what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, that, that one thing we, we, we stop from fast to slow. Instead of building fast, now we build slow. Mm. Um, and for, for most very goal-oriented goal people, that's very difficult. We want to mm. do it now. We right. want to build it fast. Um, but, de- but character is the most important thing. And, and character can only build, be built slow. Um, you know, the Word says, know them that label, labor among you. That's right. So many times we, we wonder why people are struggling with the vision of our church. Well, they don't know you intimately to even know. They hear it. But it hasn't got intimately in their heart. And intimate fruit only flows out of intimacy, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 and so many times, I mean, there's so much word behind this that Jesus said, you'll know them by the fruit. And, the, and that they will also be known because they're a disciple of me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so there's all this thing. And so what I just want to say is you, you have to spend time with people. So now we went from a three-week growth track process to where now we spend eight months with every person that are willing to, to, and I just want to say this to you, in the beginning it's difficult. I just want to say it's very difficult in the practical beginning because people are like, well, hold on now, you know, because we had this old and new new generation going on at the exact same time as somewhere of the old growth track process. And what we did is that practically we ask every single leader and people that are already serving to Mm -hmm. go back through this eight month process, even while they're serving so that they can become adapted to it. Am I telling you it worked? Not completely because it was like a Moses Joshua's generation. It was like uh, the the generation that went into the wilderness and God had to raise up a new. But I want to say to you, the longer we've went, the Lord told me three years ago when we started this process, it would take three years for this culture to get in our church. Mm. And, and so now the church knows, like it's it's just common language here. Uh, like even our, our our youth pastor, he takes our, our our kids through discipleship on Wednesday night, and it was by his choice because he went through it, and there was such effectiveness in his own wow. life. And his thought is, why don't we get this into the young people now so we don't have to retrain them when they get older? Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the practical things of how we do discipleship? We yeah, take I'm sorry them- I cut you off, but something about. Yeah. Being drawn to him first. You said time with people. But yes. So practice. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I cut you off. My what, is a dis- what is a disciple of Jesus? <laughs> yeah. Being near Jesus. Hmm. It's just simply being near Jesus. Hmm. Uh, I mean, look at John. Uh, John was the one that would lay on his chest and he was the one described hmm. as the one that Jesus loved. Yeah. It's the nearness we get to him that describes how close of the disciple. It's not head knowledge. Because I want to say this. We've got people that went through eight months of discipleship time, have went through six different intensive books, and still come out exactly the same. Mm. It's literally, will you get near Jesus with the information, the tools that you are being given during that time? And I want to say this, that one of the greatest things I'm finding about pastoring is that when people come into the church, unless they're brand new to Christ, they're coming from other churches, they're coming from other cities, and a lot of times they're coming in already hurt. They're coming in already burnt out. Mm -hmm. And the church has gotten really bad about seeing people for their gifting and not their character. And what do I say that for? Is that when people come to the door within two weeks, you're like, oh, that's a good nursery worker. Oh, that's another worship leader. Yeah. Right. And 
they don't want to do it's that. Good. They're coming from a place where they need to rest mm -hmm. and they need to pause mm -hmm. and they need to just, you, they need to be told, Hey, listen, we just love you for you. Yeah. Not for what you can do for the church has pimped out the people for way too long. <laughs> it's true. I know that's, it's true. that's too much, but, but I think, no, it's fine. It, yeah. It, it, I think though that, I think the other side of it, you as a leader, yeah. or sometimes we're taught like, oh, that person can be effective at doing this. Yeah. That person can be, and I, I personally, it's a little different from from the ministry I lead, but I'm very, very like guarded of who I yes. give over things to. In fact, the the person who started moderating this broadcast, I've known him for years. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, I just trust, there's a trust mm -hmm. there. but. I think the other side about it is probably you 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 um you've probably experienced this maybe people who've come from different experiences even mm -hmm. been born again years spirit filled many years mm -hmm. they don't know mm -hmm. in a sense they don't they don't know about being a believer outside yeah. the context of serving yes I yeah. came here I, I sing at my church why can't I sing yeah. at your church this yeah. week. You know? Yeah, we relate what we do to Christ by what we do for Christ. Right, exactly. And not That's what, what I was who we say. are yeah. in Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we talked about this on a lot last broadcast that what is inside of us will flow out of us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many of us have become this Martha mentality that we work, we work, we work, we work. And Jesus is saying, "Lay at my feet." Mm. So we give people opportunity to lay at His feet, mm. and in the process, get to know us. We get to know them. We build a longer term. When you say lay at His feet, so they can come. On a Sunday morning, yeah. God moves powerfully. Yeah. What else you got going on where they can lay at their feet? Yeah. Um, man, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the thing. We give people opportunity to worship without mm. having to do. Mm. We give people opportunity to set with their families. You know, a lot of times in churches, we don't even get to set with our families. We're divided everywhere. We got it's kids true. church going on. We it's got, really true. You know, the, the man's behind the computer and the, and the yeah. woman's over serving on this board. And we're, we're like, where's the family back at the church? Yeah. And we it's talk good. about God's family being sons and daughters, but yet we have the family divided That's everywhere. Excellent. That's excellent. And so discipleship says, hey, before you ever do, be. Yeah. Be. Remember you're a dad first. Yeah. Remember you're a mother first, Whoa. you know? Remember that you're these things first. Your kids need to see you worship. Yeah. Like we see them do things, but when as when's the last time your children ever saw you weep at an altar before the Lord? Yeah. And, and and listen, we get so caught up in the production of church that we forget about the one that we're worshiping in the church. Right? Yeah. And and it's it's all and, and there's so much practical stuff to this. You got to be willing to cut out so much stuff to say what is important. I, I think that is really, really key because it does, I, what I, my experience growing up around the things of God, probably I think we grew up really similarly. Yeah. I mean, we went to yeah. every service. Yes. I mean, if it, was, if it was a woman's service, <laughs> the Suarez family was we were there, serving. there. Yeah, yeah, we were there and my dad was serving. Yeah. And so that's not a bad thing, you no. know, that was a good desire. But then I think a lot of times if we're gifted, if we're faithful, yeah. uh, we don't pause yes. to deal with the real issues. And I mean pause because sometimes it, we need that mm. moment to really deal with those 
J- just the things we're walking through, yeah. you know, it, especially what you said, most people are in the marketplace. Yeah. So they're working 50 hours a week. They're serving God. They're, you know, they're with the youth mm. on a Sunday. And I, I think this leads to an incredibly powerful thing that God is doing corporately, especially in the yeah. Western church right now. And it's this, I've said this many times over and over again. I believe one of the things from the reset from the COVID pandemic yes. was delivering us of dead religious works. Yes, yes. And really yes. getting like, hey, is this, like you just said, is this really important? Is this so important in my life? Yeah. And then also what I found when you reevaluate reset is to see differently, you realize too, you can realize in that, that you will, often we will do things not because God asks us, but because we feel pressure yeah. from family, from even leaders, from yes. pastors. And and for me, I'm not saying I've arrived in this, but I'm really careful mm. to approach people, to ask mm. them to serve in certain areas, not because I'm afraid to ask them or because they don't want to, but because I want to make sure yes. and I don't want to use my influence in their life yeah. that they feel in any way like they they should do this because I'm asking. I want them to know that they yes. know that they know they have to do yeah. it. So, yeah. You know, uh, one of the things, there's so much stuff that we teach in our discipleship. Um, and well, one of the things in our growth book, we go through six different books. There's identity books. Six different books. Six different books. Well, just for people obviously don't watch this. So you have this a specific eight-month discipleship. Yes. Is that once a week? Was that? Um, we, we have right now, currently in our church, two different core discipleship groups. We meet once a week. And we meet for roughly about six to seven months. Wow. Uh, we take off holidays here and there. Yeah. Uh, but it's a vital part of our church. When uh, you say two different tracks, it's like you do one and then you, you go to track two? No, no, no. Oh. We have two different groups, period. Oh, two different groups going through the same curriculum. Two different groups. Awesome. Uh, and we try to keep it synced up. And like I said, w- through that, we have this one curriculum that we go through. And again, it's th- through my pastor, Pastor Jay Morgan from Western Prayer Alliance. And I'm not dropping that in there just as like a, a thing. But it's been when we were praying about discipleship, I don't want to say this. A lot of pastors have a desire to disciple. It's where do you find the right material? Exactly. Because yeah. it, it's, it's yeah. like it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And, and what happens is you get all these different opinions. And with ours, it's so structured. And within it, there's the identity book, growth book, relationships book, freedom. We have a whole day freedom encounter. And we'll talk about some of that in a minute. Yeah. Um, there is also a mission book and alignment book. And during this time, and it gives you an opportunity to actually allow the Holy Spirit to transform you on things Pause that maybe you yeah. either have never heard. Uh, a lot of people, listen, we've had people go through this, have been saved for 20, 30 years, have never heard some of this information. Wow. They've never heard their identities just being simply a son or a daughter of Christ. Mm. Simple as that. Um, relationship book. It, it, it talk, Have you know this? One of the greatest things the enemy can divide us on is our relationships. That's right. And, and it allows us to rebuild godly relationships. We go through like a, a forgiveness of men's. We go back through and ask people that we've either hurt or hurt us and we mm. get forgiveness, mm. unforgiveness out of our heart. I mean, like that's so rare in the body of Christ anymore. Um, yeah. We have a freedom encounter where we work through the works of the flesh um, and identify those things in our life and go through freedom plans and 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 it's 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 a spiritual I want to pause form there of I'm deliverance. Pa- I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Is it, are we talking about deliverance ministry? Yes. Okay. Yeah. On two sides. Yeah. It is extremely identifies um, uh, the spiritual side of it of identifying the very root of what's inside there, but then it gives you the practical side to walk it out with a plan afterwards. 
That's, uh, and that is pivotal right there. That's yeah. what I found. That there, I, I, I believe it. I believe that um, believers can have demonic influence. Yes. I know that's controversial. I don't think it's so controversial. If you look at the early church. It's demonization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the early church was, you were baptized in water to identify de death, and you know, you, you've identified with the, the, the crucifixion of Jesus, yes. you've come up a new creature, baptism of the Holy Spirit, namely, most likely was speaking in tongues, wasn't probably the only way they, yeah. they recognize it, but then it was deliverance. Augustine said, yeah. especially for ministers, to be ordained, you had to go through at least two rounds of deliverance yeah. for, to stand in the pulpit. Yes. And, and the reason I say that is because that what you just said to me, I have found is so critical, and I put mm. myself in there, I don't care if I'm a leader, call the ministry, is identify the root. Mm. But then secondly, even as a believer, the big, deliverance is not the be all end all. Deliverance mm. is just unlocks yes. you into the freedom. You have to be able to identify the yeah. areas that have affected your thinking. Yes that you've thought your whole life yeah. like that, yeah. and it's affected your whole life, it's affected the lens. You can love God, speak in yes. tongues, and even be fruitful, but if there's that lens that's in mm. the root system that's still there, you have to begin to restructure the way you think. Yes. And common for me, um, I don't think I've ever said this publicly on a broadcast, but I will, uh, being delivered of rejection yeah. and always, and and I never thought of myself as someone trying to please other people, mm. but I recognized as I got delivered mm. of that, I recognized the patterns that I would use in relationships yes. and go, oh, yes. I love God, but yeah. this is the way I related to people. Yeah. Or this is why this caused me so much pain. It wasn't that big of a deal because yeah. that root system yeah. was still in there. And, and a lot of that we go through from identity book all the way down, all the way even to alignment. And a lot of wow. it is we have these substitute identities. That's right. right. That we're, we're going after power and wealth and all these different things. But a lot of it is our, our, we're trying to find fulfillment in things, worth in things. Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to find all these different things. And they have produced our way of thinking. That's right. If I yeah. can do this, I'll get this, this reaction. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a child. If I'm hungry, if I cry loud enough, someone will feed me. Right. Well, the problem is we have adults doing the exact same mm -hmm. thing in our relationships, our, our, our jobs, our churches. If I, if I do this, I'll get this kind of reaction. But it's not even a godly thing that we're doing. Yeah. And a lot of us come into, all of us come come into the kingdom of God with a carnal way of thinking. And then he tells us, he says, stop and renew your mind. Right. Yeah. 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 A lot of us were being defeated because we don't have a renewed mindset. Yeah. Right. And so with our discipleship, that's why we push this so hard. And we believe so hard. Pause, rest, identify, get this freedom yeah. so that when you start doing again and you, and let me talk about this because in our growth yeah, book, go this is so good is that there are three works of the Holy spirit. There's the saving grace of the Holy Spirit. There is the transforming grace of the Holy Spirit. And there's the empowering grace of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Most of us that have ever been anointed, right? We get saved. We testify. They identify we are preacher because yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. shouting or somebody gets saved. <laughs> and then we get thrown into being empowered, right? We went from saved to empowered, but yet we're messed up. Yeah, yeah. We're preaching messages, but we're a mess. Yeah, yeah. And we have character flaws all over the place. And I just know this for myself, why I'm so passionate about this is because when I got saved, I, I had this anointing on me that within a month I was preaching the gospel. 
Wow. And I had known this since I was 14 years old. So this just, uh, it, it encouraged what I thought was right. I was a young man. I was right. 21 years old. Right, right. I was naive. But I never went through the process of a transforming grace in my life. Mm. And I just want to give other people the opportunity to get transformed before mm. they get empowered. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to stop praying for people. Right, It doesn't right. mean you get to yeah, stop right. laying on hands on people. Right. It's just... Is that your identity and what you're doing? Right. 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 Um, but absolutely. Deliverance is a huge thing, Abner. It is, I believe that most of the body of Christ needs to literally yearly have once a year. I ask every one of our leaders to go back through deliverance yeah. with our freedom. Encounters. I do it, do it yeah. once a year. It's absolutely it important. So what are what are like um, you've mentioned them, but maybe go back through them. The key components yes. of what you're pushing in your discipleship program is part of canvas three, okay. the, or if you had to say like after you finish this i hope that you've kind of really connected with these values yes as a believer um one of our biggest ones identity i, I can't say that to you enough if you don't get your identity right nothing else matters hmm. um and that that's our very first start uh, and then like i said it's growth freedom mission relationships um uh, alignment and we have all these things i want to say to you that that six to seven months feels like a fire hydrant I right. mean, it is like literally shoving two years of college into six months in somebody's face. Yeah. And I want to say this, that even when you're done, it's it's not the end of discipleship. It is the tools to start yeah. being a disciple yeah, of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because some of it, it's going so fast and so quick that you're just getting the tools right. that you need to continue to you work on. You just opened on. the door. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm finding is, I find this a lot, is that once you went through it, when you start, because there's just different levels. The Lord wants you to be a son or a daughter, but he ultimately wants you to be a father or mother in the body of Christ. That's right. That's right. You know, Paul says we got a, a 10,000 teachers, but very few fathers. Uh-huh. Right. And so when people go from being a son in, or a daughter in discipleship and grow into being one that teaches discipleship, all of a sudden, everything that you were working through now on a personal level while you're teaching, now all of a sudden he's bringing it back out of you. You're seeing from a different lens. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so there's there's this continued work of the Holy Spirit that begins to happen yeah. because of the tools. Yeah. yeah. What just something you're saying just jumps out at me just as you're talking about just values you want people to get out of it. Yeah. And it's something that I was I was teaching probably for the year and a half before like the pandemic hit the world. And it was the absolute necessity, and mm. I and I found this that you never grow out of this yeah. of the fundamentals. And yes. Jesus taught us Matthew seven. There's only two types of people existing in mm. the world: those building correctly, yes. and those building incorrectly. Yes, and you don't know yeah. how somebody's built until that storm comes. So on the external, mm. could look like. How that person A is doing great person, but it's only till that storm comes yes. that you realize that you've built correctly. And I found that I never outgrow mm. growing deeper in fellowship. I've never outgrown walking by faith. I never outgrow mm-hmm. a life of fasting. I never outgrow these things. What no. simply happens is, is that as I practice it more. I begin to learn more. I grow yeah. in revelation. Our life is supposed to be built on revelation, but you never outgrow these things. And if you are not continually practicing those things, mm. then you, your 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 foundation's gonna yes. gonna just get weak. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. So. And you know that's one of the things that I say from the very beginning of, of discipleship is that Jesus from the beginning could have asked Peter to go be an evangelist. 
Come follow me, go evangelize. But he said, come follow me, because eventually, Peter, I know that you're going to fail, right? But we've built such a relationship. I don't just see you as my evangelist. I see you as my son that I love. That's good. Right? And, and I just want to say this to you, in church, eventually our relationships will break down over time. Something will happen. And especially right now during this COVID, man, it has revealed relationships in a heavy, yeah. rarely odd way. And, and, and I just want to say that Jesus, it, when even Peter messed up, he was able to go to him and say, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, yeah, Peter, yeah, yeah. I didn't care about you just being a singer. I didn't care about you just being a preacher. I didn't care about you just being a youth worker. Yeah. I cared about you and you alone. And, and I want to say this, that's the foundational thing that as we're continuing to build off of this, you know, we, we, we care about the person and not just about the gifting. This, this just popped in my head. I don't think yeah. I've ever had this thought. So you got Peter and Judas yeah. walking yeah. with um, Jesus. Yeah. If you think about it, if we were to judge it just with our intellect, yes. Peter's denial of Jesus mm. it seems like a whole lot worse. Like yeah. he literally curses. I don't know this guy. Yes. Judas steals some money and then and then points yeah. them to him. But perhaps Peter understood something about the nature of God that Judas yeah. never did because Judas. This is fascinating to me. Judas is around Jesus, yeah. but he never made a heart connection with Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you look at that, I said this to you in the very beginning, mm. is that uh, a disciple is simply one that is near Jesus. Mm. John lays on his chest. Yeah. Who were the three circle. that was the closest to him? Peter, James, John. Where was Judas and all that? Was he at a distance with the other 12? Right? Yeah. And so Peter kept Shook his nearness mm. with Jesus so that even when he failed, he wasn't a failure. Mm. Right, where Judas went all the way, and he felt like a failure to where he just right, right, right. It, it defined him, yeah, and it defined him because of his nearness toward the Lord. Yeah, and, and Peter stayed near. Um, and and I just want to say that's the that's the purpose of discipleship that we get to know each other. Yeah, we grow together. And if we don't accept people's flaws, it doesn't matter their gifting. Yeah. You know, if we don't allow each other room to grow, like that's the body of Christ. That's the church. We have to give way to allowing people to grow, right, in, in right. the things that they need to grow in. But I found being around the body of Christ is that we, we love to talk about the strengths of people, but not about the weaknesses. Yeah. Right. And when we do talk about the weaknesses, it's in gossip. Yeah. Right. No, or, it's true. Or, or it's in condemnation or judgmentalness. Right. But where's the transparency, honesty, where to say, hey, I'm really struggling with pornography? I, I was, just, you know, what you just said, just, I, I, I was like, I feel like God wants to really hit this point. What do you do as a leader? Because I think this is really important. I think you've heard me minister to people in different settings. Yeah. Anything you're struggling with, God wants to take care of. But the, the, the challenge that I've noticed around the people of God, even leaders, is people are afraid yeah. to like, I'm struggling. You know, I got an eating disorder. I, I, or very common with, unfortunately, with men these days, I, you know, I, I look at pornography every night. I can't help myself. Mm -hmm. And, but to get people to that point mm -hmm. is sometimes difficult to even admit that. Yes. And, and you know why? We've thrown them from saving grace to empowering grace, and they're already in position publicly. And so if we're in position That's publicly, good. we can't talk about what's happened privately. Mm -hmm. And so we give people eight months to a year, literally in our church, to privately, before we ever do public ministry, before you ever greet at a door, work in a nursery. So before privately you do anything. Yes, yeah. before you okay, do great. anything. Yeah. 
All we want from you is to work on your relationship with Jesus Christ and literally privately start dealing with these things so that when you do fall apart, there's enough of the relationship. That's good. We want you, I'm not asking you to fall apart, but if you need to fall apart, right. there's the grace to fall apart. Right. Um, and we've not built that in church. Right. And, and, and this is the thing that my concern is with this, Abner, is that there's a, a loss and a dying world that if we as the church don't get free, how in the world are we going to free the lost? I totally, I totally agree. And my goal apostolic prophetically over this region is to yeah. build such a slow growth of a church that we become a strong army that we know how to deal with the loss when they come in. Right, you know? right, right, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I'm you got to give them the grace to fall apart. I'm, I'm just thinking of like we started beginning of the broadcast, the, the, the goal we know is to bring transformation. Yes. And the Lord told me years ago, like, just because it hasn't been done. Yes. Doesn't mean I changed my mind or changed my command. Yeah. But I know that this, these, to, to, to walk in that fruit, we actually have to deal with this at, at lower levels, in a sense, yeah. lower practical level where people are at. And one of the things that sometimes is disappointing to me, we're like, oh, we're going to change cities. Like, yeah, Yo, I think the church needs to transform. Yeah. And I, I, I say, put me right there yes. first. Like, I'm not shooting at anyone, yeah. but I say, like, it's kind of like a common thing with the body. Well, they took prayer out of school. It's like, yeah. well, most people don't pray even outside of school. Yeah. So am I saying that's right to take? No, but what I'm saying is sometimes we're, we're, try, we're identifying the wrong thing yes. that would bring us yeah. into alignment. Well, you know, one thing that we've prayed about a lot in the last two and a half years of, of being around our prayer lines across our state and dealing with the, the region is that we've prayed about a lot is we don't just want revival, we want sustained revival. Amen. And discipleship is a huge part of sustained revival. Yeah. The Lord has brought revival many times, but because of the character of man, it destroys the revival right. in the town. Right. So if we build healthy, strong churches with great character, right. we can sustain revival longer because we're not dealing with a leader that has all these issues going on. Right. We gave them the time to transform while we're empowering in revival. Yeah. And part of our discipleship process has been preparing for revival. Yeah. I mean, like it is the literally, because listen, meeting week after week after week for months, it's tiring. Yeah. When you're having all them open doors of people bringing their stuff and opening up, Man, it wears you out. But I want to say the reason why we do it is the burning desire of revival. It is the burning desire of revival that we believe with all of our heart there is revival coming to our nation. Mm -hmm. um, and, I believe, and it's yeah. like you said, it starts not on the large level. It has to happen yeah. at the practical level yeah. because we're birthing forth to that bigger level of revival. Yeah, I think that's just so key. And I think both of us, we don't think we have all the answers, but at least this is one thing I always challenge myself, challenge yeah. leaders. It's like the will of God yeah. is for everyone. Let's even say within even three miles of here to be completely born again. Yeah. Then what are we going to do with those people when they get be born again? Are we just going to bring them in for yeah. Sunday morning? So, oh, great. We got a Sunday morning. So we get there here for Sunday. So what's going to be, and I think that's one of the things that God is releasing mm -hmm. strategies for people. I want you to pray here in a minute. Yes. Because I feel like there's an anointing to pray for leaders watching this. Yes. To develop practical strategies mm. to um, to build discipleship in their local communities. Yes. And before you do that, you've talked about some practical curriculum. Yeah. 
talk about Pastor Jay's curriculum, yeah. how people can get a hold of that if they okay. want to use that in their local church, or even just glean from it to yeah. add to their own curriculum. Yeah. How can they get a hold of that? Yeah. Uh, one, I want to say this, that one, to, to develop healthy discipleship in your church, you your first have to be willing to be a disciple yourself. A leader, yeah, a leader. that's good. That's and right. One thing that we did on the very first step of practical level is that myself and every leader went through discipleship before we ever asked the church to. Amen. Because if that's we exactly can't right. do it, how can we ask other yeah. people to do it? Um, but back to the to the discipleship, we uh, it's Pastor Jay Morgan, um, and he's here in West Virginia, and uh, like I said, it's the Jesse West Virginia, Jesse, Jesse, West, Jesse Virginia, West Virginia, the root of Bethlehem, yeah, the root of Jesse, yeah. and and we're actually going to be there this weekend at a, at a prayer summit. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, uh, and I think you can go to discoverdiscipleship.com. Uh, a set of his books are usually around thirty, forty dollars. Um, he works his his passion is to literally get. Um, uh, get these to get discipleship of any form into the hands of leaders um, because we believe revival is coming. That's the whole thing that fuels us for this. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, and 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 so it's discovered just discoverdiscipleship.com. You'll see it there. Discoverdiscipleship.com. Yeah, Pastor Jay Morgan. He also has some uh, social media out there as well, um, and it all flows through. I think the West Virginia Prayer Alliance, and uh, but it'll be incredible. Incredible things, and he'll work with you hands on. Uh, we've got these things internationally. We've got churches in Mexico working on these things. Actually. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're even actually talking to Pastor Rudy over in the Philippines uh, awesome. about these things as well. Hey, Pastor Rudy. He probably is watching. And I know he is. Yeah. Uh, got a great man. Yeah. Uh, but listen, this is a worldwide thing. And so, discoverdiscipleship.com. Awesome. Why don't you pray? We say on this broadcast, there is no distance in prayer. Yes. So, if you're watching when this broadcast premiered, you can receive now. If you're watching this six months, a year, two months, two weeks, uh, we're going to pray. I encourage everyone every week when we pray this way, find a point of contact. And as you declare, uh, find that point of contact, just know that God is going to meet yeah. you right there. And it's not even some of you will sense, feel things, uh, uh, power, heat, electricity. But the important thing is by faith that you yeah. receive what's being released here. And particularly tonight, there is an anointing for leaders to uh, receive grace for divine strategies for discipleship. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, apostle, pray. <laughs> uh, Father, I pray for, for every pastor that is watching even right now. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that God, that during this season of this pandemic that's been going on, when everything has slowed down, that God, in their spirit, you have been speaking to them that even as the church needs to slow down, and that we get, need to get our eyes focused completely back on you, Lord. And you've been resetting things in their heart. God, you've been speaking to them about home groups and, and, and small groups and that the church is changing. And, and we thank you, Lord, that you've put your hand on the change of the church. And, and, and Father, I just speak to them even right now that, Lord, that a lot of the programs that needed to die during this time, that, Lord, they would never get resurrected. And yep. that, Lord, you begin to ask us to build people, My build strong man. people, Lord. That God, this is not about building the sense of the building of the church, but building the building of the people of the church. And mm -hmm. so, Father, I ask you, Lord, right now that every pastor starts getting the, 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 the courage, God, to build strong people. And, and that, Lord, along the way, God, that they will build a strong family, not just people, but a strong family within their mm -hmm. church. And God, after they build a strong fa a family, God, that will 
will be a fire that's lit in every single church. That, Lord, that, God, you will draw the lost, God, from the north, south, east, and west because a church is prepared to father them. A church is prepared to mother them. And, Lord, I just pray right now that, God, we will have the courage that when Jesus says, come follow me, that we won't just get near him, God, that we will get close to him. We will lay our head on his chest and hear his heart beat in the rhythms of heaven, Father. And we will hear the winds of the breath of the Holy Spirit that begins mm. to flow. And Father, I speak over every city that's watching, over every region that's watching, over every nation that is watching. And Father, I ask you to release your fire and breath of the Holy Spirit on large levels and practical levels, God, that begins to birth, God, your presence, God, into, into every area. So Father, we thank you, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, for deep encounters, Lord, deep encounters, that God, during this time, God, you are returning us back to our first love. And Lord, I just pray right now that, God, we will see the fiery eyes of Jesus and fall back in love with you again. Father, I thank you, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I just saw, as, as pastors praying, I just saw um, a grace for some of you to write books, write mm-hmm. curriculum. You can glean from others, but there's a spirit yes. of wisdom. Now we just release it now yes. in Jesus' name. And uh, I saw a particular woman leader. There's a, a, a writing anointing on your life. Mm-hmm. I believe you've never wrote a book, but a sign to you is that there's fire on your hands and it's time to set aside time mm-hmm. to write. We just release that scribe anointing to you. Mm-hmm. And Father, I bless every person mm-hmm. here you, to Lord. be like him. Yes. That is the goal. Regardless of calling, assignment, and purpose, yes. the goal is to be like him. Yes. And I bless you tonight in Jesus' name. I release the Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord be merciful to you and gracious to you mm-hmm. and grant you shalom. Any sickness and disease in your body, we cancel it. We declare that you're walking mm-hmm. in divine health. And we bless you tonight in Jesus' name. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, thank you, partners and friends, for making these broadcasts a reality. And we will see you next week, 6.30 Eastern. And again, thanks so much for joining us.